0: Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our show. This is the Vitality Health Show, and I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug.
2: Good morning, Stephanie. It's wonderful to see you today and I'm looking forward to an incredible show we're going to have.
1: So are we? We've been waiting for this for a long time, haven't this we? Have. So this is going to be a really, really great show. First of all, we want to thank our sponsors, starting with the Mindful Lab with Christine Erickson. She is absolutely amazing, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. She especially works really, really well with young girls. It's just so fun to teach them mindfulness and clarity and all that good stuff that she does. You can find her at MindfulLab.net. Also, the Sunshine Family Hemp. Which is nature's side of health. Find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. We love their products. We use a lot of their products. It's awesome. Also, Oils by Ellie featuring young living oils. There is an oil for that. You can find her at oilsbyellie at gmail.com. Plus, we want to invite you to check out Doug's very own station, and that's on all of the social media on YouTube. And it's called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. He's got amazing, amazing shows on there, which is how I met Sheridan. He had yeah. her on there a while ago. We're very happy to have her on there. Doug, you're, I don't even know what number you're at now. You uh, we're, we're, past right now. we're past 50.
2: We're past 50, and we're 50. doing great. And, and it's, Yep, so today is a great so day. If you
1: get a chance to watch it, go there. they are little snippets of people's miracles in their lives, and it's mm. just a fantastic. Uh, she, he sends them to me, gets them done, and then I cry. put them on and you know and then i cry again and because they're they're just so fantastic wonderful so we invite you to go to their heaven miracles when heaven touches earth yes so i'm gonna turn the time over to doug to introduce our guest today we've been very anxiously waiting for this show to come on (laughs) so doug go ahead and take it away
2: you got it well this is a fantastic uh blessing and opportunity today to have sheridan ripley with us on our show she is uh She has been through a tremendous amount of experiences uh, with her family, where she has had to exercise great faith in uh, overcoming the difficulties that faced her and her family. Um, She came into a situation where she physically was unable to fix the problem, and so had to exercise a lot of faith inside to how things work out in a positive way. And and it's it's an incredible story that we're all had the opportunity to experience now with her, and so she's a very strong woman, has a lot of faith in Christ, and we're grateful to have her on our show. So, Sheridan, welcome, welcome.
3: Thank
1: you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
2: Awesome, you betcha.
1: You know, it's interesting when you when you hear somebody's story, and then you get their bio, like I got from yours. I'm like, oh my goodness, this woman does a lot of stuff. It does. <laughs> you know, I, with all of her books that she's written and and. Pretty soon we're going to have her give you guys her contact information. So make sure you have a paper and pen ready because you'll want to get the rest of the story and how to get hold of her because she Mm -hmm. does a lot of things, life coaching. And I know life coaches are so, so vital, especially right now. We'll talk about that more in just a few minutes, but I want to hear, we would love to hear, not just me. I mean, this isn't just for me, but we would love to hear your story and kind of what's happened in your life and how that's transpired to where you are now. Okay, great.
3: Well, the, the main story that I think I'm here to share today is what I call the Mexico Miracle. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, I think it's been about six years now ago, my son was then 16. He was my oldest and we lived in Southern California at the time. And he loves cars and trucks and things. And the Baja 1000 was starting down in Ensenada. And he really wanted to go see it. And we were like, it's not really safe to go to Mexico right now. Let's We're not going to go do that. And he, um, we, sh- we should have known. Because when he gets an idea in his head, he makes it happen. And what happened is he actually lied to us. He said, okay, I'm going to go on a camp out. It was a long weekend. It was um, November 11th. And he told us he was going on a scout camp out. My husband called the scout leader, you know, to get the details. And um, then the morning after he left, so he left on the 10th for the camp out and the morning of the 11th, um, it was about 10 in the morning. I had this very distinct impression that Devin was in danger. And, I was confused, you know, because he was on yeah. a scout camp out. <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
3: what what kind of danger? But I thought, okay, well, he was supposed to be at Joshua Tree. There was no cell reception. He had been very clear there's no cell reception there, et cetera. So I decided to pray. And when I prayed that first time, I had, um, like, a distinct impression that it was actually surrounded by five, like, evil beings, right?
2: Wow. Yeah. And
3: I'm like... What is happening? He's at this? scout camp. Yeah, <laughs> this is
2: not supposed to be that scary. Right, right. Right.
3: And I didn't know. I just thought, well, maybe the boys are being stupid and they're going to, you know, trying to, who knows? I had no idea. But I decided, okay, I'm just going to pray again. And I prayed again. And I mean, I just did not really feel better until I finally asked God to send angels. I'm like, what can I do? I can't do anything. So I just prayed and very specifically asked God to send angels to help him and to help him see what he needed to see to be safe. Um, Mm. And after I said that prayer and said, amen, I felt better. And I just was able to go forward with my day. And I didn't really think anything more about it. I did have a sticky note that I had written like five, evil beings or something like that like wow it's so weird right i kind of wrote that down with a question mark and but then i just went about my day um and so, then
2: uh, so when you're praying about that and you get the impression okay you're surrounded by by some evil people being mm-hmm. and so yeah when you can't go to yourself and decide to go take care you can't get in the car go fix the situation so you just prayed someone else has to do that and those angels so you ask for angels and they can come from all sorts from the spirit world, from and others as well. So,
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been earthly angels. It could have been a scout leader that said, hey, don't do that. Right? Like,
2: right, right.
3: you, you just know you can't do anything. So you turn to God and ask him to, to intervene. And angels came to my mind. I'm like, I think he needs angels. Like, this is a big thing, right? That's um, great. That's great. Yeah. So I just went about my day and then a little bit, like around lunchtime, I get this kind of frantic call from my husband, and he's like, Devin's in Mexico. He's like, I need my passport, I'm coming home to get it. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, Devin's at Joshua Tree. And he's like, no, I got a call from the Mexican police, and Devin is with them, and he needs, they need me to come get him. And like, I had so many thoughts going through my head. I'm like, how yeah. um, is he in Mexico? What, like, did he do something wrong? Is that why the police have him? Or, you know, I mean, we were both super confused about-
1: this mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to process yeah. that. That's a lot <laughs> to what? process.
3: Yeah, and my husband did make sure it really was Devin. Cause first he thought it was like, you know, someone trying to I scan hope. him. Yeah. And so okay. he's like, well, let me talk to him on the phone. So the police gave the phone to Devin and Devin did not sound like himself and Rob was gonna hang up. He's like, I don't think this is Devin, I'm hanging up. And Devin's like, no, no dad, it's me. Um, and Rob's like, well, how will I know that? And he's like, grandma put root beer in the pot roast on Sunday. And, <laughs> and like, that was true. We had just had, you know, dinner with grandma on Sunday and she was like, yeah, I put root beer in the pot roast to make it taste so good. And that's when Rob knew,
1: oh, it's really Devin. Wow. So thank said, goodness for the pot roast <laughs> right? that
2: was good so say something that only the two of you would know that's a good idea
3: yeah exactly so he came home he got his keys and I made him a snack and sent him off down to Ensenada because that's where Devin was and the police had said he's not in trouble basically it made it sound like he had gotten mugged or something like that so we mm-hmm. were um, under the impression and the police were dropping him off at, like, the tourist department because they didn't want to bring him to the police station. But the tourist department was going to close before Rob could get there. And oh. so I was kind of freaking out, you know. So I put yeah. I put a prayer request out on Facebook right away, and I asked, does anyone have any friends in Ensenada? You know, and I was praying. I'm like, Heavenly Father, I need someone to rescue Devin in Ensenada, like, now.
2: Angels. And, yeah. That's great. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I also had a friend that worked in Tijuana, and so I also called her. Like, I was just reaching out to all my people, right? Sure, yeah. And luckily, I was able to get the phone number of missionaries from our church that were down there in Ensemada. And I gave them a call, and I asked if they could pick Devin up um, from the tourist department, and they said yes. Later, um, I come to find out when Rob picked him up, that the missionaries that morning when they were out shopping for their food, because they shop for their food every day, Mm -hmm. had the impression to get extra chicken that day. And they didn't know why, but they did. They bought extra chicken and then they were able to feed Devin when they got him. So
2: That's incredible. That's a great blessing. Great blessing.
3: Yeah, all these little miracles. And looking back, you can see there were so many angels, right, that Mm -hmm. ended up helping him. Mm -hmm. So we we still really didn't know what happened rob went and picked him up and um they had to sleep there that night so the next day they could get the car this whole time i'm just praying for rob that he can get there safely and that Devin will be fine and um i didn't really know what happened until they finally got back the next day because, well, rob yeah. picked
2: him up at the church is that right
3: yes thank you okay. yeah so rob uh found out like the missionaries, like okay we'll be at the church in Ensenada. Okay. and so rob went and found them at the church
2: safe place to go that's good yes
3: yeah. yes and um Devin's feet had he didn't have shoes we didn't understand why but so his feet were all cut up so rob had to take him to like the hospital down there and um you know it was yeah. just confusing
2: that is confusing <laughs> but yeah.
3: the next day when they finally got back into the states and back home um then rob And Devin shared what had actually happened to Devin. Okay. And what had happened is Devin, you know, had decided he was going to go down to Ensenada. He invited friends to go and they all said, no, that's not a smart idea. So he went by himself. He like on the 10th, um, when I thought he was leaving for the camp out, he like drove down to San Diego, slept in his car. And the next day woke up and drove down to Ensenada by himself. But he didn't have enough money for gas to get back. So he was trying to sell like a GPS unit um, to get some money.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And some guy was like, oh, I have some friends that that will buy that. Here, come with me. And he leads Devin down this alleyway. And Devin's like, it was feeling a little sketchy. But I needed the money. You know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so as he gets down the alleyway these guys these guys jumped out and grabbed him and pulled him into this shack and he said to me while i was getting pulled in like they're bringing the shack i saw there was like this crack by the door and i thought to myself i bet i can break out of here if they leave me alone i bet i can break through that wall and i don't know the exact timing but it's so close probably to when I uttered that prayer to like have angels help him to see what he needs to see. In yeah, order definitely. To be safe.
2: Oh, that's good. That's very good. And so he saw something that to him was going to tell him there's an opportunity.
3: Right. Right. Beautiful. Okay. Um, they ended up like stripping him down to his underwear, taking the car keys, taking his ATM and they beat him up a little bit. And then they did. They left him alone. And as soon as they left him alone, he, like, got himself untied. And apparently, he and his friends used to tie each other up and practice getting themselves untied.
1: (laughs) Oh, jeez. You know, miracles. Those are little miracles, aren't they, that that you can do that? Like, very useful skill, apparently.
3: Um, Yeah. So he did. He got himself untied. And then he, like you know saw that crack in the wall and he's like okay I can break out of this he's like I'm gonna do this and he he did he ran to the wall he thought it might take me a few times but the first time he hit the wall he just broke through he just broke through that wall and and started running and he said there was a guy on like the roof nearby yelling something in Spanish and he said I didn't know if he was yelling quick he's getting away or if he was yelling run for your life <laughs> so which mean, side are you faster.
2: on?
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Um, and this track. is
3: why his feet were all bloody because he was running along like a dirt, you know, road with no shoes. Okay. Um, he gets to the end of that like alleyway just as a city bus pulls up. Oh. And he gets on the bus, this white kid in underwear, you know, and the bus driver had a spare pair of pants that he gave to Devin.
2: Another miracle. Yeah. And then
3: he dropped him off at like the city bus depot and somebody said, oh, there's an American, like led him to an American couple that was at a Chinese restaurant there. and That's crazy. I know. The couple like called the cops, they gave him a shirt, they bought him some Chinese food, you know, I mean, they were so kind to him.
2: him. And
3: that's when the police came and, you know, found out what happened and Rob was called. So... That's like the story in a nutshell of Mexico miracle or the many miracles of that day that he was preserved, really.
1: Yeah. So Sheridan, I want to ask you a question because every time I hear stories like this, I think of it from a mother's perspective, obviously, because I'm a mother, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like the not knowing, the trying to understand it, the trying to, trying to figure out what you can do because this is your child down there. My instinct would be jump in the car and get down to Mexico right now. Right. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, did the scout leaders not know? Did they call? Did they not? Why didn't they call you? And he didn't come, you know, just all these different things are going through my mind going, Ooh, Ooh, I would have been so mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you really, you just all that's just taken from you. You have to leave it in God's hands. Yeah. Right. And I'm just sitting here thinking, as a mother, how do you handle that? And a wife sending her husband down into Mexico in who knows what kind of environment, you know, to rescue your son, because who knows what he got himself into. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My mind just kind of going there with it.
3: Yeah.
1: As a mother's perspective of what, what in the world would I have done? Yeah. Had I gotten that phone call.
3: And I think in some ways it was such a blessing. I didn't really know what had happened. Right. Um, So I was more just mad at him than worried about him because it turned (laughs) out he had lied to us about the scout camp out. Like when my husband called the scout leader, it was really his friend that he was talking to. His friend was lying and pretending there was a scout. I mean, there was – so there was a lot of, like,
1: deception and
3: lies that got Devin into this situation. Um, But, yeah, luckily he was okay.
2: I remember I called – the title of this video too, I put "Mong tools because you talked about some tools that mothers do have. Yes. Which you used beautifully to have this end up the way that it did. But the story incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah.
1: So was there was there any humility with Devin when this was over? Because <laughs> I keep thinking about about him. You know I mean he created this. He put himself in this situation. Right. You know, Yeah. what What was his humility like? What was his attitude like afterwards?
3: He definitely was humbled to some extent. Like his adventurous spirit has not diminished, but he definitely saw that, that, it, that wasn't a wise choice. Like this is why <laughs> we have, um, you always have a buddy. Right. And like right. when your friends say that's dumb, maybe listen to your friends, you know? So Yeah. Maybe it doesn't... is dumb. Yeah, it is. he learned a lot and we learned a lot. And I did write a book about it. And in it, that first half is the story. And the second half are those tools that we use to like recover and forgive and all of those things, which. This
1: is a good place, Sheridan, to tell us about the book a little bit and how they can get it, the title of it, Um, because, you know, I mean, I know I want to I'm finding myself going. I know the story, but I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: have the book. It's wonderful. It's wonderful.
1: Yeah. It's called The Mexico Miracle. Yep. And you can get it
3: on Amazon. Um, yeah, that's that's where you get it. And everyone that's read it has really enjoyed it. I think they're surprised you get a lot more details. I have it from right. my yeah. point of view, my husband's point of view, and Devin's point of view. So you kind
1: of mm. get oh, a nice. side scoop with what happened and
2: it's interesting. Okay, to so, Go ahead, Stephanie.
1: I was going to say the Mexican miracle on Amazon. Yeah. The Mexico miracle, Mexico miracle. Yeah. And then how do they get hold of you if they, if you'd like them to, or if they yeah, can.
3: For sure. I have a website, SheridanRiffley.com. And also if they're on Instagram, I'm at power up your prayers.
1: That's so good. It <laughs> is. Very, very good. And we all need those, don't we? I'll tell you, especially raising children.
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like that's one of our greatest tools as a mother is prayer. And not only praying for our children, but praying for ourselves. And mm-hmm. that we can have the wisdom we need and the courage we need, the strength mm-hmm. we need to do hard things. Uh, I could not raise my children without
2: God's
3: help. No, I wouldn't want to even try. Yeah. I
2: appreciate that, and I like what you said about courage. If we don't have courage, we can feel bad for ourselves and then just not do anything. And it takes courage to step forward and say, "Okay, I'm going to try and do this, and I'm going to try and fix the situation or do what I can." And like with this miracle here, all of your faith went to the prayers because well, your husband was able to drive down there, which was good, but there's not much else that can be done. Heavenly father you got to fix this and then we'll be here to help as we can so wonderful wonderful
3: and asking others for prayers too like i definitely reached out to my prayer team and we had a lot of people praying for us and i felt that
2: their strength well said yeah yeah glad you said that
1: because there are so many groups out there that are willing that are prayer groups that, that will put those prayers out and you can thousands and thousands of them, you know, you get thousands of people praying on your behalf. <laughs> it's pretty amazing what can happen, right? Not only just mom and dad's prayers, but thousands of people out there. Absolutely. So I, I want our listeners to know, just get on Facebook and ask for prayers because there's, and if you've got access to groups that can pray for you, doesn't matter the denomination, put the, put the prayers out there because they they get answered. Pray maybe away. sometimes not the way we think that they should be but they'll always get answered yeah mm-hmm. maybe not in our time frame either but <laughs>
2: give us the courage to handle the, the answer to this prayer correctly
1: <laughs> exactly yeah that's that is huge How <laughs> do yeah. I don't answer this prayer how is this gonna happen now help me to do
2: it help me to not be yeah. scared with what the next steps are
1: Uh, Right. Yeah. You know, I love the comments about um, when with Christ's hands, when you turn over your burdens to him and then let him take them because he wants them and not take him back I'm the master at taking them back so it's like I got this now thank you for getting me over that hump now I'm good I can take him back you know okay. like, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want to take him back okay. you know well, so it, nice. it will all be in his time and what he needs to do so I do want to talk a little bit more about Devin because he was how old did
0: 16. you say when
1: he was 16 mm-hmm. so he was in the know-it-all stage right you know, <laughs> <I> knew everything. <laughs> and I just kind of want to find out what, what did his friends think when, I mean, they're the ones that were telling him, don't do it, Yeah, you know, but he did it anyway.
3: Yeah. They were, they were pretty surprised that he actually did go. And there was a lot of like talk with parents, like, how come you didn't tell us that Devin said he was saying he was going to do that. And they were all like, we didn't think he'd actually go by himself. <laughs> And so I think that is, you know, it just, that's how Devin is. Really, once he decides he's going to do something, he does it. And yeah. now I've learned I need to pay attention when he says something. And mm. no, I know <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop him, but maybe I can help, like, mitigate or help it go more smoothly.
2: It, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting also because part of this – is that he, as you said, he played with his friends and they learned how to tie themselves up and see if they can get away. You know, and, and as a parent, I go, what, Why are you doing that? You know, stop it. You're going to hurt yourself or something. But he has that strength of will on the inside, which played out well for him in this situation. So when it was time to break out from, the, from behind that wall, instead of getting scared and crying and not doing anything, he breaks out through the wall and moves on forward. So that takes a lot of courage. And so there's, there's some benefits to his strong-willed approach that played out well for him in this situation.
3: Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I can see that God was preparing him for this in a very weird way. And like he, he maybe didn't have to experience that, you know, if he hadn't made those choices. But right. right. He did and he was prepared for it. So I, that inner strength that he does have can
1: be good and bad yeah what keeps coming to my mind is everything happens for a reason i feel i feel everything happens for a reason so what what did this prepare him for something else going on in the future or to help somebody else or to stop somebody or or to assist somebody so they don't make the same mistake or something similar to that you know because every every and this was a good ending for what it could have been a very tragic ending this was a very good ending in his story that very much could play into what's, what will happen in the future on, on, it could be on any level, you know, stopping somebody from doing something or getting into a situation where he, he's like, okay, clarity of mind. This is what I did. You know, there's, there's so many stories that you hear all the time going, because of this, I was able to, To get out of this, you
2: know. So he has the ability to turn off that panic switch. He has a strong ability to do that.
3: Oh yeah, he stays calm in moments. He he was an EMT. Like he went on to become an EMT and
2: awesome,
1: very grounded. Perfect. That's perfect (laughs) for him.
2: That is awesome.
1: (laughs) Nothing. You still have the adrenaline rush, but you can you gotta stay calm when it comes to being. We need people like
2: that. That can help us be calm in difficult circumstances. For sure.
1: Absolutely. That's so 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 vital. Yeah, and I So think
3: vital for me, like definitely his experience has encouraged me to share with people about angels and the power uh, that we have to pray and ask God to send angels and the power of that. So yep. I'm sure it's helped him, but I know that he's allowed me to share this story and then
1: that can help so many other people as well. So perfect, 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 perfect place to take our break here. So tell us again, really quickly, the name of the book, where to find it and then okay. your contact information and then we'll go to our break here
3: okay it's called the mexico miracle and it's on amazon and okay. you can find me at sheridan or on instagram at power up your
1: prayers i love that power up your prayers that's such a great great title that so is. okay so everybody stay tuned we've got more to talk she's this, i like to say this woman's program goes whoop forever by her bio with all the stuff that she's been involved in we've got a lot more to talk about so you don't want to miss the second half of the show we'll see you back here in just a few minutes
2: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our
3: shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com.
1: Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie, that's E L L I E, or email me, oilswithelly at gmail.com. Isn't it
0: interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to MindfulLab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at MindfulLab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit SunshineFamilyHemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealth Now, back to the Vitality Health Show.
1: Welcome back, friends. We are having such a great conversation with our guest, Sheridan Riffley. We are just loving her story. She she's going to come back on. You can find her book at the Mexico Miracle on Amazon. Or you can find her at SheridanRipley.com. You can also go on. She's all over the place on social media. So go find her. If you guys are are watching, hold that up again, Doug. Doug's got the book. I do. The Mexico Miracle. Um, if you can see it, go to Amazon and get it. And if you can't see it, just go to Amazon and get it. So there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> we've just been talking in the break a little bit about, about the being parent <laughs> of kids that make decisions that you're just going, what in the world was that all about <laughs> And now you? Sometimes you just, it's out of your hands. You really mm-hmm. have to have faith that the heavenly father can take it over. And like you said, call upon the angels, Yep. because that's really what you have to do. Yeah. Ha- and the, the angels are there. They're all our ancestors. They're all people that love us. They're all there to watch over and take care of us. And sometimes, I mean, every day I play for legions, Legions of angels to surround my children because yeah. it's not enough for just one.
2: <laughs>
1: there used to be legions of angels surrounding each one of them. Absolutely. And
2: yeah.
1: it's okay. They love it. And that's what they're there for. And that's what they're, we're all here to help, you know, this side of the veil, or the other side of the veil. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I just finished, I have a podcast called Finding Joy in the Journey, which if you go to sheridanriffly.com, you can easily find a link to that. Um, but I just finished a series. I'm actually in the middle of it where the first five episodes, I talk about asking the angels, they're anxious to assist you and different steps you can take to do that. And now I'm in the middle of some interviews with people that have had cool angel experiences. So definitely something I'm passionate about and love to share with people.
1: Beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's kind of goes along with what our theme is about miracles right? Because they're, they're there to help us. And, and I believe angels come in a form of miracles. They're, they're miracles to, to be surrounded by us. I have to tell you real quick. I think I shared the story a few weeks ago, Doug, I'm not sure, but John and I were down in coming from Arizona back home. And both of us had lost our spouses last year. And we've both found, felt them really close to us. And we know that there are angels. We know that they, they watch us over all the time going, Oh my gosh, here we go again, guys but we were coming through this little tiny town of Wikiup, up and it's just 45 miles an hour through this little town. I think there's maybe six buildings. And we were on the inside or the outside lane and behind a semi truck in front and a semi truck behind and a semi truck in the other lane, but it was back about three, three lengths back. And out of nowhere, this guy come blazing out of this parking lot, just didn't even slow down. Didn't even stop. And I'm just like watching it as it's he's going to hit us going, He was blazing. He was going so fast and literally John looks at me and our car literally lifted up and went to the outside lane and we weren't hit and the car stopped within inches. I mean, I I couldn't even see the front of the car looking out my window
2: Wow!
1: and it was like, what just happened there? Other than every time we travel and every time we ask the heavenly father to surround our, our car with angels and make sure that we've got a protection, a shield of protection around us. And John says, We better stop and and say a prayer of thanksgiving and, and be so grateful for what just happened. Because yep. literally our car lifted and moved. Wow. And wow. as we pulled over to say, to say a prayer of gratitude, John looks at me and goes, I know exactly what happened. And I said, Well, besides the angels watching out, what happened? He goes, It was his wife, Deb, telling my husband, Ken. Move the car. Mm. And that's it did awesome. that fast. Wow. And you know, so so they're there. We I mean that's just one I could tell you the of them, but Absolutely. you know, that was miracles assisted by the angels. That's yeah. just how it works. I love it. I, love I like it.
2: I like how you said joy in the journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a very good point. It's easy for us to become down on things not being the way we hoped or think or whatever or thought but it's a it's about the journey we get to go on be grateful that we got to take the ride that we got to do this that we got to become something got to learn something and um and it's not just about we come to earth and just have a cush ride no no problems and everything's fine it's like well that's not the idea if we're if we're growing and becoming something then we need to grow and become something Find joy in the service. Find joy in the journey. I like that. That's that's a good. That's a great title. A good thought to have in everything, and that's why I do my miracles. Well, at nine o'clock at night, that I've said many times, my alarm goes off to say write down the miracles of the day. Not every day is a great day, but I still write them down. Say what happened today. That was a good thing or a a meaningful thing or what did I learn? So it's about that whole approach. Right,
3: and I think that. It is true, like life is filled with challenging things, but when we can find joy in the journey, it it just makes it a little a little better. And it was interesting when this happened with Devin. I got a chance to really put my tools because I was a life coach before this experience. And I then got had like this really great opportunity to really put into practice everything that I taught. And like Mm. can i actually be grateful can i actually forgive um and it was challenging but yet when i did i was still i was able to i think get to a place of peace and um joy greater or more quickly than had i not applied those tools exactly
1: can
2: we show gratitude in the face of very difficult circumstances yeah. That's a great question and a very deep question.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it, go it's ahead. A challenge, right? Like. Yeah,
2: yeah. What is it that I'm happy for right now? And there always is something. So yeah. Yeah.
1: We just have to look for it. Yep. And be aware of it. You know, just like we were talking earlier. This this may help Devin in the long run or somebody else because of his experience. You know, that's always. I think that's what we have these, we have these incredible learning opportunities (laughs) so that one, we don't do them again, or two, they're there to help other people, you know, or we just have the opportunity to go, I've been there, done that. Let me share with you (laughs) what my experience was. You can take it or leave it. But usually I know that when I'm, when I'm having an issue or I'm down and and it usually happens on our show, which is so funny because every time Doug and I get down to the show, it's like that's our favorite show. I learned this and I learned that every time we've got, you know, 91 favorite shows and something that we draw from every single one of them. You know, it's like, wow, that was, show was for me.
0: Right. Beautiful. Um,
1: So, and that's just because that's what we need to be looking for.
2: It'll be interesting. What I've noticed in my life, things that have happened 30, 35 years ago or longer, I'm still learning from those. And yeah. so still ideas come and impressions come. They go, oh, okay. Is that perhaps this and or that? Mm-hmm. And so this kind of very uh, traumatic experience that, that, that he went through, it'll be interesting to see how he, or what he gets from that, you know, 30 years from now, like, oh yeah, there was
3: this right. piece of the
2: part. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because at first it didn't seem like it really affected him very much, but then in the past year he started to struggle with some PTSD mm. and so it's um it yeah that's just been interesting to me that for four four or five years like he was fine and then all of a sudden it kind of hit so now he's processing it and I wonder how often in our lives we have situations that occur and maybe we don't process those feelings or those experiences. We just brush them under the rug and say, "I'm fine. I'm okay. Everything turned out okay. But there's still those emotions that if we don't deal with them, they can cause problems. And um, I like to call I call myself a life coach that does emotional clearing because mm-hmm. I feel like life coaching is so great. It's great to change our thoughts about things and be encouraged to do things. But when we have emotions, really strong circling emotions about topics, it's really hard to change. It's yeah. really hard to move past and make progress when we're stuck in that cycle of negative emotions. So mm. I really like pairing the two because I feel it clears that path to move forward with more
1: hope yeah. and peace. So Sheridan, tell me what your thoughts are on this, because I'm in the health and wellness business with my hyperbaric oxygen and stuff. And I get people all the time that have got chronic illnesses or they're they're coming in and they've had the same thing over and over again, especially cancers and things like that. And the more I get talking to them, I can almost always, probably 99.9% of the time, find a trauma that had happened in their past. Mm-hmm. That they're holding on to. And it has to be released or it's going to find a way to manifest itself physically. Yeah. And and what you're saying as far as clearing that stuff and getting rid of that, I mean, it's so vitally important to not carry this stuff, even though we don't think we may not think we are. You know, even now, like Doug said, I find things that have happened years and years and years ago that all of a sudden are coming up going, why is that affecting me? You know, that shouldn't affect me. I thought I was done with that. You know. Right. And we yeah. have to learn to clear them or get people like you to help us clear them. Right. Because it just has to be out there. It's gonna it's gonna cause a problem in your in your body and your mind and your physical everything.
3: Right. Yeah. Our emotions and our thoughts, they affect us all the time. And yeah. um, it was very interesting because after the Devon Mexico miracle, I got to a place where I realized, you know, I need to forgive the kidnappers and I Mm. went through a process of doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I was teaching a lesson in church about forgiveness and God said to me, you need to forgive Devin. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, it was almost mm. easier to forgive the kidnappers who I didn't know, who weren't very yeah. good kidnapper cri- kidnappers because they used, you know, a bandana instead of zip ties. <laughs> Thank right. goodness. <laughs> right, right. I could, okay, I can forgive them. But to forgive Devin was a little harder. And then years later, when I was writing the book and going through, you know, my journal,
1: yeah.
3: um, I realized I needed to forgive myself. Mm. And that was almost harder. I thought I had processed everything. I'm like, oh, I'm good. But then as I'm writing the book, I'm like, oh, I still have a lot to process. Mm. And I needed to forgive myself for, you know, not knowing what he was gonna. I don't know. You know, just as moms, we carry a lot of guilt. And so <laughs> I had to, you know, really work on forgiving myself. And I think it's a never-ending process. We're always having experiences that Either our new traumas or bring up old traumas or just are hard. And we, have to, we have to process them.
2: That's our really time. good. I like how you said forgiving. It sounds like the closer we get to family and ourselves, the harder it gets to do that. Somebody that's, yeah, way out there. I don't know their name. I don't know what they look like. I can sort of do a forgiveness there is because it's, it's way out of my zone. But bringing it right here. We see each other every day. We can't fool each other. We're all part of this whole thing. I've got to make this actually work so that it works. So that forgiveness really does happen. I can see where it'd be more difficult in that
1: respect. Mm -hmm. So So where does that start, Sheridan? How do you start that process of forgiving yourself? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. For me, it
3: was really, I, I do a process that, I, have you heard of Pono? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. I call it, I call it forgiveness squared because it uses that same basis. But what mm-hmm. I do, like, for instance, I imagine me talking to my younger self of five years ago when that happened. And I, you know, said, I'm sorry that that happened. Please forgive me. You know, thank you. I love you. So I said that to my older my younger self from five years ago and then I imagined this is the squared part I imagined my younger self saying that to me and it's like doing it back and forth and that's what I did with the kidnappers too I imagined saying those things to the kidnappers and then I imagined them saying those things back to me and Mm. even though it's not something that happened in real life I've never met them. I don't know who they are. I still was able to feel that. Um, I was able to feel that, that forgiveness and that love and that like harnessing God's love for that situation. And same thing with myself. Like I had to really harness God's love for me five years ago as a mom, not having a clue. And he loved me. He loved Devin and he loves me now. And he loves Devin now, you know. So it's just kind of being able to harness God's love throughout time. Like there is no boundary with time. Um, right, right. So that's what really helped me in forgiving myself was like forgiving my past self and having her forgive me. This future self judging her for what she did when she didn't
1: know better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that is so true. And don't you find when somebody's clearing something? When they're releasing an emotion, they're getting rid of something, they've got to fill it with something else, or it's just going to be more space for it to get filled with negative again. So that's why it's so important to fill it with Christ's love. You've got to fill that space that you're clearing. Awesome. Clear it, but you've got to fill it with something else positive. Yeah. And that needs to be filled with Christ's love, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the purest thing there is.
2: Mm -hmm. that's Um, i'm writing now some good notes here by the way i mean pages of
3: notes (laughs) i do have a visualization of that forgiveness squared on one of my podcasts so yeah if you go to SheridanRithley.com and type in forgiveness squared it will pop right up and it will walk you through that visualization with whatever situation you need help forgiving whether it be somebody else yourself or a situation
1: and sometimes people don't really know what they need to forgive. You know, like I said, we're, we're, we're going, yeah, I got over that. I did fight that, but no, we're not. Especially if it's something that keeps reoccurring, you know, that, in different situations, like here we go again.
2: <laughs> that's really good. I'm going to go look that up about forgiveness squared on your, on your, on your webpage. I've heard it. If, if this is what it is, you can stop me and I'll just to tell everyone, go to your webpage and learn it. But I've heard of that where when you're trying to work through a forgiveness or an apology or whatever it is you're trying to work through and being a spiritual person, you can talk to that person spiritually. In fact, I've even heard them say, you know, you can ask them, say, can you, want, you come talk to me wherever they may be in whatever situation? And then you can have the conversation with them. So this is why. And it can be family that's passed on. It can be people that are that are near and dear, but you can then have the conversation with them about whatever it is you want to talk about but I like that too about talk to your past self. That's that's a new one that went into my brain today. And I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, because we're just doing the best with what we have, you know, when, when we're going through these things. And in five years, we'll be going, wow, remember back five years ago? <laughs> I could have handled that a little bit different. You know, Let's go have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So before That's we good. get too much farther in, I wanted to um, talk about your other six books and that you're a doula. I've got a cousin that was a doula that was she just absolutely loved. Being a doula and helping people, I, I love the way that you that you put it down about um, to helping the women go through the enjoying the process. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> if you haven't been through it, you wouldn't know, right? But enjoying the process of becoming a mother and going through the pregnancy and the birth, and and I mean, it is a beautiful experience. It really helps if you don't almost die like I did, um, you know, during it. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sure. I just love the the positive attitude of of all of that. Yeah. You know, so let's talk just a little bit about that. Okay. Um, because you've done so many things.
3: Yeah. I started out as a birth doula and a childbirth educator, and I still do that somewhat. Um I, not in person, but online. I have two websites. One is enjoyedbirth.com, where and then a podcast, Enjoying Pregnancy, Birth and Babies, where I share tips and tools to help moms enjoy pregnancy, birth and babies. So, and positive birth stories. And then my second birth thing that I do is called the gift of giving life. And I have a book that I co-authored by the same name, the gift of giving life. And it is looking at pregnancy and birth from a spiritual perspective. So this, Mm. um, like the divine nature of preconception, you know, those experiences that women have like, Oh, I know there's this baby boy waiting for me. Mm. And I just did an interview where Um, someone, it took her like six babies to get that baby boy that she had felt so long ago. And, you know, so, and so I also have a podcast called the gift of giving life, which goes with that. Um, those are, that's my pregnancy thing. I have a free ebook called the top three tips to enjoy birth, which is on enjoybirth.com. And my other two books that I've written that are not birth related. One is called power up your prayers. And it is a 40 day prayer challenge with a little tiny thing you can do every day to power up your prayers. So Mm. um, that's a lot of fun. People have really enjoyed going through that book. And the other one is called tiny steps for meditation success. And again, it's a 40 day challenge where a little tiny thing every day to really get a good, simple meditation practice. And Mm. Um, I feel like meditation is so powerful in helping our minds, body, mind, body, and spirit work together. And that Mm. leads to better health, right? When, when we can have that. So to me, meditation and prayer are my top two tools and I do them
1: every day. I have to, I need it. I think that's a great comment because the world is so loud. Mm -hmm. It's so loud and so busy. It's like, just quiet it down, quiet it down. That's when we can hear, so we can think, we can focus. That's when we become in tune with what's really happening. But you can't do it in the midst of chaos. Correct. And everything is so chaotic right now. Yeah. So And, and then, that's not going to happen for us. We have to create that. Exactly. Right? And when
3: you have that habit, when, you're, when you do it every day, then you can have that power to find that stillness, even amongst the crazy. Like now right. I can, in a crazy situation, take a deep breath and just get really quiet. And if I didn't have that daily practice in quiet, easy times, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to do that in crazy times. So yeah,
1: very, very work. good. Very, oh very God. good. And I, I, that's, that's so true. So all these little things are just simple things that people can do right? They just need to learn how to do it. And, yeah. and the reasoning behind doing it. it's not just because somebody's telling you, Right. Yeah. Well, you need to meditate. You. So in
2: now, life. you can sleep too. I've seen that as well. So it might be a slow breath, slow thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're out. That helps. Yeah. Yep.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I really like breaking everything that I teach or do down into teeny tiny steps. My podcasts are usually very short, especially on the finding joy in in the journey podcast. It's usually like maybe 10 minutes tops typically. And I just share one easy tip or tool that you can apply that week to find more joy in your journey. So it might be something as simple as, um, you know, learning as taking a deep breath each time you go to the bathroom, you know, practice that deep breathing. (laughs) That's something you do a few times a day. And then you are tapping into that power a little bit more and you'll find it easier to do. So I try to always, Make it easy and doable
1: and fun, too.
2: (laughs) I like that. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Taking your breath is a really good thing. I took a deep breath right now when you said that. (laughs) I know. Everybody does. Okay, right now. I can take that. (laughs) Yeah. As we all take a breath. (laughs) Those of you guys that are watching us, we're all just like, yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) For sure. Which is kind of funny because that that just reminds me of bringing us into the part you talk about raising teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have to learn to take a lot of deep breaths when we're raising teenagers, sure. right? Absolutely. <laughs> and
3: adult children, right? It's all like, oh. we need a lot of deep breathing to help us through those moments of loving our
1: Exactly. Kids. Right.
3: Like doing like,
1: I, I asked like, for this. Is. Yeah, and it was funny, I wanted to make a comment before we would go really quickly, because you're talking about um, you know, the dreams about having your children and going through all that. And I want to oh. put a caveat to adopted children too, because I have three adopted and three natural children. And I saw my children. I saw I saw them in my dreams. I knew I was going to have them. I knew what they looked like. I knew and when my I was I was pregnant, I didn't know I was pregnant with my second one, but my second adopted daughter. Can be bopping into the room one day. She's a, she's a Samoan and African American, and she says we're having a brown brother, and his name's Derek. And she went bopping out, and I'm like, probably virtually impossible that I'm going to have a brown brother <laughs> being pregnant. But as soon as she, we called from the hospital to tell her that her sister was born, she goes, "Isn't my brown brother?" I said, "No, it's a peach sister." And she's like, "But where's my brown brother?" Like, so uh-huh. we knew he was coming too. So you know, and and. And it's just finding the the joy and the journey on that too. So with adopted children as well. But anyway, is there anything else you'd like to close with? Again, give us your information, how to get hold of your book. Doug, will you hold that up one more time real quick?
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay. It's called the Mexico miracle. It's on Amazon.
3: And if you just search Sheridan Ripley, all my books will pop up. You can find me at SheridanRipley.com, enjoybirth.com, thegiftofgivinglife.com and... I'm on Instagram under all those things also, so.
1: That's perfect. Well, it's been a delight having you on here. I love your stories. I've learned so much. I'm Doug and I've got notes and notes and notes written all over here. I do. (laughs)
2: It's awesome.
1: So go on and find her. If you guys need any clearing, you need any help with anything, go and look for her, SheridanRipley.com. She will be more than happy to, I'm sure, talk to you and help you with anything. She's just a delight. Um, it's been so fun having you on here. We've looked forward to this for a long time. We have. And Thank we're you hoping so that much. everybody has a beautiful, safe, and happy, healthy week. Thank you again, Sheridan. Thanks, Doug. Love you. Thank
2: you. Love you. Too. See you.
1: We
0: hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.